Good afternoon and welcome. It is one of those beautiful moments that we have together to listen to the Word of God, to learn what God has for us and to be instructed by Him what He would like us to do in life. Praise be to God. Um, wherever you're watching and listening from, um, know that you are indeed welcome. Feel comfortable as God is going to minister to you through me. And before we get into the Word, I want us to pray together. And in order to do so, please open your Bible from the book of Zechariah chapter 1. Zechariah chapter 1 verses 3. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 3. Um, so we can pray together. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 3. Let me read. Therefore, say to the people, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Now we want to pray. And the prayer is to say, Lord, I want to return to you right this moment in the name of Jesus. Simple prayer. Lord, I want to return to you right now in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we appreciate you for this wonderful platform that God you have granted unto us. I say you have granted unto us for this was not, Lord, by choice. This was not by accident, nor was it by coincidence. Rather, it was by revelation that we begin, Lord God, a friend of Jesus, and that we do have such sessions where I can come, my Father, and teach your word, O Lord, to your people. And God, this moment, O Father, you are leading us into a prayer. And this is a prayer, Father, where we are saying, Lord, draw us close to you. We want to return to you, Lord. It is possible that because of our pursuit, Lord, of relationships, in our pursuits of happiness, in our pursuit of money, in our pursuit of our careers, in our pursuit of different things, my God, we may have gone astray from your presence. And today, my Father, you are reminding us that we need to come back to you, Jesus. We need to come back to you, Father. We need to come back to you, Holy Spirit. We need to come back to your presence. If it meant that our senses were no longer intact, our prayer is that, God, may we return to our senses today, this moment, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, anyone that is praying this prayer with me, I ask that, God, may you search their hearts. May you clean them, O Lord. Whatever filthiness you may find in their spirits, whatever filthiness you may find in their life, I ask that, God, may you cleanse them in the mighty name of Jesus. The word of God says that, Jesus, your blood washes whiter than the snow. And I ask that the blood that you shed on the cross of Calvary years ago, may it wash them in the mighty name of Jesus. May it clean them in the mighty name of Jesus. May it purify them of each and any impurity which they may have, O Father. The impurity that is brought by their words. The impurity brought by their minds. The impurity brought by what they see. The impurity brought by what they hear. The impurity brought by their judgment upon others. The impurity brought by the last of different things, the impurity brought by jealousy, the impurity brought by envy. I pray that God in this moment, O oh Father, wash them, purge them, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. May they be clean, O oh Father, in your presence. May they be clean in their life. May they be clean in their family, in the name of Jesus. It is possible that they can live a good life, a holy life, a clean life, in the mighty name of 
of Jesus. And I ask, Father, that the Holy Spirit help them, that after they have been washed, after they have been cleaned, after they have been purified, after they have been purged, I pray that do not allow them to return to the old life in the name of Jesus. Let them walk on the path that you desire them to walk on. Let them walk, Lord God, the journey that you have intended and designed for them to walk in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God, let that woman return to you. Let that man return to you. Let that family return to you. Let that couple return to you. Let that ministry return to you. Let that prophet return to you. That pastor, that evangelist, that apostle, that reverend, that teacher of the word of God, let them return unto you. That leader, that apostle, let them return unto you, Father, this moment, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray you are God who can locate. You are God who can pinpoint. You can. You are God who can identify. Therefore, Lord, it is in your capable hands that, Father, they are returning and they are coming back to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, receive the praise. Receive the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. That's an important prayer, and um, the prayer is for you, for me to return to God right in this moment, all right? So that's a prayer that you can continue to pray later today, tomorrow, in the week, in the rest of the month, the rest of the year. Keep praying that prayer, that, Father, whenever I drift from your presence, whenever I move away from your presence, pull me back, O oh God. Let me return onto the path that you have designed for my life in Jesus' name. That should be your prayer. Hallelujah. All right. Now, we do have indeed a message that God has given today. And um, I know that you are eager. You are um, anticipating to listen and to hear, to learn what God has for you. And the title of the message that God has given me is My Everyday God. Hallelujah. Your Everyday God. In your family, the Everyday God. With your children, the everyday God. In your career, the everyday God. In any relationship that you are in, the everyday God. Hallelujah. The God that does not change. The God who does not change. The God who is everlasting. The God who is eternal. The God who is just. The God who is pure. The God who is loving. The God who is caring. The God who is compassionate towards you. The God who indeed is able to lift you. The God who can change your bad ways. The God who can restore your glory. The God who can uplift you, the God who can take you from the dust and bring you out and wash you, the God who is able to do with you what men have failed, the God who is able to do with you what society has failed, the God who can cause your future that was looking dim to be bright, the God who can cause you to be remembered and accepted as you were rejected before. That's the God we want to preach, my everyday God. And where you are, if you can, I want you to say with me, my everyday God. Hallelujah. I want you to say that with me. Don't be shy about it. Say it, my everyday God. Hallelujah. Let everything in you say it. Let every part of you say it, that my everyday God. That's the God that we want to speak about this moment. Um, I posted a statement. And in my statement, I said the following. How did we get to this place where God is only fashionable on a Sunday and religious holidays? That's the first question that was dropped into my spirit by God this morning when I woke up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
This is not a message that I, Tadala, prepared because it should amuse you. It's not a word that I prepared so it can excite you, so it can make you feel happy. No, but this is a message that God has given. And when he gave it, he asked a question to say, where did, how did we get to this place where we are now? That God is only fashionable on a Sunday. God is only loved on a Sunday. God is only appreciated on a Sunday. God is only remembered on a Sunday. People only remember that they have a Bible on a Sunday. People only remember that they pray on a Sunday. People only remember that they can worship, they can listen to worship, they can praise on a Sunday. And the same on a religious public holiday. When there is a religious public holiday, it is like an alarm, a reminder that people say, yes, there is God. But what happens every other day? What happens on the rest of the days? What happens on Monday, on Tuesday? What happens on Thursday? What happens on Wednesday? What happens on Friday? If you are a person that goes to church on a Sunday, what happens on a Saturday? And if you worship on, on, on a Saturday, what happens on a Sunday? Praise the Lord. If it is not the day that you say you worship, if it is not the day that you believe is a day for you to go before God, what happens on the other days? How is my talk on any other day? How is my behavior on any other day? How am I related or how do people relate to me on any other day? Is there any sign of God in me when I am not preaching? Is there any sign of God in me when I am not talking about scripture? Can people relate to me as a child of God when I do not have my Bible with me? When we are not exchanging scripture, can my personality indeed show or reflect that I am a child of God? My everyday God. Hallelujah. Your everyday God. Joshua chapter 24. Let's open our Bibles from the book of Joshua chapter 24. The book of Joshua chapter 24 and go to verses 1. I'll start from verse 1 and I'll read to verse 5. And then I'll tell you which verses we'll jump to. But uh, the book is the same. Joshua chapter 24. Hallelujah. And what I want you to understand is the following. Make no mistake. Whether whatever religion your family comes from. Whatever religion that your grandparents or your parents or your siblings or your relatives were worshipping. I want you to understand the following. Number one. We make statements where we say, my parents were Christians. Hallelujah. We are talking about my everyday God. And I want you to understand that one point or another, we have remembered that when we were young, our parents used to take us to church. When we were young, our parents used to tell us to pray. And maybe it was your grandparents that used to tell you, let's go to church or take you to a church. But now that your grandmother, your grandfather is no longer there, are you still worshiping God? If, God forbid, your parents are no longer around, are you still praying? Can you still go to the house of God? Can you still take your Bible and read the word of God? Can you still wake up and say, I want to pray? If the person that used to pray with you was your best friend and they are no longer close to you, or you are not with them, or you don't have contact with your friend, can you still pray on your own? If the people that used to make you pray were your colleagues in your place of work, maybe every morning you had a devotion where you'd come together, read the Bible, and pray. If you are no longer in that place of employment, can you still pray? 
Hallelujah. If the only person that you pray with is your wife or your husband, when they are not around, can you still pray? If the only person you can pray with is your pastor or your apostle, your prophet, when they say, let's pray, when they create a program of prayer, when you are on your own in the absence of those programs, in the absence of the servants of God, can you still pray? Can you still look for God when you are on your own? Can you still search for God when there is no program or nothing that is happening where people are saying, let's pray? Can you still find the discipline to say, I want God on my own? My everyday God. Hallelujah. I am born again. Now there are people who say I am born again. I received Jesus. I know about Jesus. But today, if we talk about now, forget the history. If we talk about the present, are you still a born again child of God? Are you still behaving like a born again child of God? Hallelujah. My everyday God. Some say, I know the Bible. I know scripture. I have read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I can quote scripture. I know different stories in the Bible. That's okay. But the question is, uh, do you still believe God this moment? Praise the Lord. Can you be honest with yourself? If God is to appear, if Jesus were to appear, if he was to ask you a question and say, my daughter, my son, when was the last time you spoke to me? Can you be bold enough and say a few moments ago, I did speak to you? Will it be recent? Or will you say, no, I can't even remember when was the last time I was in your presence? My everyday God. Is he God that you can carry with you every day? Is he God that you are proud of? Is he God that you can announce wherever you go? Is he God whom you can announce at any moment? Your everyday God. Or do you sometimes feel embarrassed? Do you sometimes feel ashamed? When people look at you and say you are a Christian, do you feel ashamed? When everyone else is doing other things and they see you, do you feel embarrassed? Do you want to be like everyone else? Hallelujah, your everyday God. What is your identity with God? What is your identity with Jesus Christ? What is your identity with the word of God? Can you identify yourself with the things of God? Can you identify yourself with the Christianity? Can you identify yourself with the Holy Spirit? Can you identify yourself with the angels of God? Can you identify yourself? Praise the Lord, my everyday God. Joshua chapter 24, let me read verse 1. Then Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel to Shechem including their elders, leaders, judges, and officers. So they came and presented themselves to God. Joshua said to the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River, and they worshipped other gods. Verse 3, but I took your ancestors, Abraham, from the land beyond the Euphrates and led them to the land of Canaan. I gave him many descendants through his son, Isaac. Verse number 4, to Isaac, I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau, I gave the mountains of Seir, while Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron and brought terrible plagues on Egypt. And afterward, I brought you out as a free people. Let me pray first. Father, thank you for the reading of the scripture. These are some of the verses that I will share with your son and your daughter on this message that you have given on my everyday God. 
I pray that God, as we teach my Father, the Holy Spirit, and I, influence us, my Lord, to teach my God exactly what you want to be taught, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I say yes, my Lord, to any revelation. I say yes to instruction. I say yes, my Lord, to teaching. I say yes to rebuke. I say yes to everything that you want to do through this message in the mighty name of Jesus. I, as your son and your servant, I am ready, my Lord. Therefore, let your word be spoken with boldness, with clarity, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, receive the praise, receive the honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we are talking about my everyday God. And I have read with you the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verses 1 to 5. And what you are reading there is that Joshua reached a point where he summoned or he called all the leaders. He called all the tribes. He called all the elders. He called everyone who is in a position of authority. And he said, come here. I want to speak to you about God. Hallelujah. I want to check with you. I want to see what is happening with you in relation to God. Hallelujah. It has been a while since we spoke about God. It has been a while since we spoke about prayer. It has been a while since we spoke about doing right. It has been a while since we spoke about the Holy Ghost. It has been a while since we spoke about angels. It has been a while since we spoke about the forefathers, the patriots of the gospel. I want us to check with one another. Where are we in a walk of faith? Hallelujah. Now listen, the day you give your life to Jesus, the day you became born again, life does not end there. Praise the Lord. We still need to check one another. We still need to continue helping one another. That's the reason why, the part reason why someone like me will continue to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Number one, I'll preach to their lost souls so that they can be saved. But number two is equally as important, which is to encourage everyone that is already part of the body of Christ. It is my responsibility. It is my role. It is my job that God has given. It is my calling that I have to encourage you. I have to remind you. Hallelujah. After a while, you need to be serviced. Praise the Lord. There is nothing that works without being serviced. Praise the Lord. Even if it means just a cleaning, that is part of servicing. Hallelujah. The clothes that I am wearing, it doesn't mean once I buy them, that is the end. No, there is a need for me to look after them, to service them by washing them. I have to iron them. I have to make sure that I fold them nicely. I look after them so that they can appear good. Praise the Lord. Even for your own body, your skin, you cannot just say, I was born, I am clean, I am a yellow bone, whatever you like to say. But the point is, you have to bath. You have to clean yourself. You have to comb your hair. Hallelujah. You have to brush yourself as a lady, as a woman. You apply your makeup that makes you happy. You put your lipstick, you fix your eyebrows, whatever you want to do. But the point is, you are looking after yourself. Hallelujah. Now, what I want to talk about is your spirit. How are you looking after your inner man? The body is easy to take care of. Praise the Lord. It is easy. But my question is, how are you taking care of the person inside? How are you taking care of your soul? How are you taking care of your spirit? Do you still find time to say, Lord, it has been too long. I need to be panel beaten. I need to be put into shape. The same way you exercise, you say, I am no longer in shape. 
Praise the Lord. I need to go to the gym. I need to skip rope. I need to exercise. I need to do sit-ups or push-ups. I need to lift dumbbells or kettlebells. Hallelujah. So you are saying all these things because you want to look after your physical body. You are saying I've gained kilos. I need to lose some pounds. I need to lose some kgs. I need to watch my diet. I need to drink lots of fluid. You are saying all these things because you want to look after your body. But my question is, are you looking after your spirit? Or have you forgotten? Are you saying the same way, the same effort I am putting on to looking after my house, looking after my family, looking after my loved ones? Can I do the same about my spirit? We go to school because we want to enhance our knowledge. We want to make sure we are up to date with what is happening. But can you do the same about your spirit? Can you say, listen, Tadala, I want you to take care of your life, your spiritual life. Make time for God. My everyday God, can that be a mission for you daily? Even if it is just five minutes, even if it is just a couple of moments, even if it is just whatever time, I cannot tell you how long it has to be. That is between you and God. But my point, what I've been told to come tell you is to say you need to make it your life. You need to make it your business. It needs to be on your agenda that your spiritual life becomes of value to you. You value your well-being. You say, Tadala, you have not prayed this week. Find time to pray. And then you find yourself in the presence of God. You keep everything away. If your phone is distracting you, you say, my phone, I'm going to put it on silent, or I'm going to leave it outside, or I'm going to switch it off. But this moment, I just want to talk to God. You say, I am not going to be distracted by anyone. Tell the people in your house that, listen, I want to be alone for some moments. Please bear with me. You take your Bible and you start to study your Bible. Hallelujah. That's you servicing your spiritual life. Nobody has to be telling you these things. Hallelujah. You have to take the initiative. Praise the Lord. You have to take the initiative and say, it has been too long. I need to go in the presence of God. It has been too long. I need to fast. It has been too long. I need to worship. It has been too long. I need to praise my everyday God. Hallelujah. We are talking about your everyday God. Praise the Lord. That when you haven't spoken to him, a part of you should feel hurt. You see, when you are in a relationship, when you are dating someone, if they have not called you or sent you a text message in a day, you get upset. Is it not true? You say, why has he not called me today? Why has he not sent me a message today? Every day he always checks up on me, but today he hasn't called me. What is he doing? Why? Why, why, why has he not you know, called me yet? You get worked out. Hallelujah. Why can you not do the same about God? Why can you not say, Father, I don't feel okay because today I have not said good morning. I don't feel okay today because I have not read the word. I don't feel okay today because I have not praised you, Jehovah. I have not worshipped. Something is missing. Why can't you feel the same about the Father, the Creator, the Maker, the owner of life? Hallelujah. So your everyday God has to become a priority to you. You see, we are going to teach many messages about success, many messages about encouragement, many messages about positive attitude, many messages about miracles, many messages about all other things that you like. But one message that is important is about your soul, your spirit, your life, you. It is important that we also do not forget to remind you that your spirit is of value. 
There is no you without your spirit. I like that. There is no you without your soul. There is no you without your worship. As a child of God, you have to make it a point that you pray. That you do the things of God. Hallelujah. And here, uh, telling you a little bit more in Joshua chapter 24, uh, Joshua said to the people that your, your descendants, hallelujah, your forefathers, they ended up living and doing other things. Now he was telling the people that today it is you. We can't talk about your mother anymore. Maybe she's not here anymore. We cannot talk about your father. Maybe he's not here anymore. We cannot talk about your grandparents. Maybe they are not here anymore. We cannot talk about your pastor because he might not be here now. But we have to talk about you. What are you doing right now? And that's what Moses was saying to the people. That yes, we have got records about the forefathers. We have got records about their miracles. We have got records about their testimonies. We have got records about how they lived. We have got records about everything that God did. But what is of interest now is you. How is you? How are you with God? And look at verse number 14. The same chapter 24 of Joshua, verse 14. The Bible says, So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. Verse 15. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose whom you will serve. Who would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Now, Joshua was saying to the people, Joshua was saying to the elders, Joshua was saying to the leaders, Joshua was saying to those in charge in authority that, listen, the choice is yours. You can choose to worship God. You can choose to worship other gods. You can choose to worship idols. You can choose to serve idols. You can choose not to believe God. It is up to you. But I want you to know that from today, my family and I, we have made a decision that we are going to serve God. Now, when you are talking about my everyday God, it is a decision that you have to take. Hallelujah. It's a choice. It cannot be enforced on you. I cannot force you just because I am a pastor. I cannot force you because I am a husband. I cannot force you because I am a father. I cannot force you because I am a brother. I cannot force you because I am an uncle. I cannot force you because I am a cousin. I cannot force you because I am a friend. I cannot force you because I am a colleague. No, I cannot force you because I am a neighbor. No, but I can only tell you what decision I have made. I can only tell you of the benefits of the choice that I have taken to say my family and I are going to worship God, that my decision is to save God. And if you see it as of benefit to you, then you're going to also do the same. Worship God, my everyday God. Hallelujah. God who you find fashionable. You can post him as your, you know, <laughs> I like this. Sometimes we say my Monday crush. Or my man crash, my woman crash, my Wednesday crash. And what we do is we put a poster. Let's say I, I have my wife as my woman crash for a Monday. And then I post her. Hallelujah. I am crashing on my wife on that day. That's fine. And another day I can post my daughter and say I'm crashing on her. That's fine. Another day I can post my nephew, my nieces. That's okay. Another day I can post whoever. That's fine. But do you? how often do you crash on Jesus? 
How often do you crash on God? How often do you crash on the Holy Spirit? That you are just feeling that, listen, every day I want Jesus to become my main crush. I want him to become my main crush. Hallelujah. I want him to become my main focus. Yes, I'm going to crash about other things and other people. But Jesus has to be number one. Jesus has to become primary. Jesus has to become so important in my life that he is at the top and everything else is secondary. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, I can never be upset if my wife is posting Jesus every day because I know for her it is a matter of life and death. I cannot be upset or say anything negative when my wife is posting about her and her God because I know that is a matter of life and death. Hallelujah. So to her, that's important and that's good. Praise the Lord. So I want to say to you that do not say no. If I post too much of my God, what will my partner say? No, it is not about your partner. It is about your life. When God is asking the questions, he is not going to inquire from your partner. He is going to inquire from you. The life he has given is not to your partner. It is to you. You will be accountable for your life. You will be accountable to how you live. You will be accountable to how you represent God. You will be accountable to how you carry God. You will be accountable to how you speak about him. It will be you. Hallelujah. So make God your everyday God. Let him be your everyday lover. Let him be your everyday, you know, I, I don't even have enough words. You see, this English language is limiting to me when I express my God. Hallelujah. There are not enough words, not enough vocabulary, not enough letters for me to express how I adore my father. That's why sometimes it is important just to pray in the spirit because I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know how to react anymore. I don't know how to, you know, celebrate him anymore. The best is just to go and say, Because I don't know what else to say. I don't know. I try search for the words and I don't have them. That's my everyday God. I walk around, I look at my life, I look at my health, I look at my family, I look at my career, I look at my future, I look at my calling, I look at what I have, I look at where I'm going, and I don't understand it. I say, me, really, am I here? I don't have enough words. And I just lead kakuta, lupakata, lead liba kapusa, because I don't know anymore, I don't have enough anymore. Praise the Lord. So let it be your portion that you get to a point where you just love God so much that you make him your everyday God. You can just smile. And if someone asks you, why are you smiling? I am thinking about my God. You can just laugh. And when they say, why are you laughing? You say, I'm thinking about my God. You can just say, yes. They say, why are you saying yes? You say, I'm just thinking about my God. Hallelujah. So he has become a part of you so much that every tissue in you, every cell in you, every part in you, your blood, your bones, your tissue, every from your head to your toes, everything is about God. Hallelujah. You love him that much. You look at your child, you say, God, you are too much. You look at your partner, you say, God, you are too much. You look at your future, you say, God, you are too much. You walk into your place of work, you say, God, you are too much. You look at your business, God, you are too much. You look at your anything and everything, you say, God, if it were not for you, none of this would have been possible. Take the honor. 
If it were not for you, none of this would have been possible. Receive the praise. You are my everyday God. Even if you are just breathing, the fact that you are not in the hospital, the fact that you are not living on medication, the fact that you are not walking on crutches, the fact that you have got all your limbs intact, the fact that all your eyes are working properly, the fact that everything is okay, you have got an appetite, just love him and say, Father, you are my everyday God. I cannot live without you. I cannot do without you. You are the air I breathe. There is no oxygen without you. There are no lungs without you. There are no kidneys without you. The heart can not beat without you. Leader Katua, I cannot be, I cannot do without you, Jesus. Why? You are my everyday God. That's the message I want you to have, my everyday God. Love him so much that you cannot do without him. And let him know. Praise the Lord. The same way you tell your bae, oh, you are my sugar, oh, you are my sweetheart, oh, you are my honey, oh, you are my flower, oh, you are this, all the nice and sweet things you say to your partner. Learn to interact with the God as your love. Hallelujah. You see all the beautiful messages you send each other. You wake up and you say, oh, I couldn't you know, sleep without you. Oh, I couldn't stop thinking about you. Oh, I couldn't sleep. Oh, my love, I am thinking of you right now. Oh, your smile is in my heart. All those sweet nothings we call them in English that you say to each other. Learn to appreciate God like that. That you can just sit and think about him and say, Lord, did you know that you are just beautiful? Sit and say, Lord, did you know that you are just awesome? Did you know that, Father, there is no one like you? Did you know that you are great? Did you know that you are a miracle worker? Did you know that you are just awesome? You are too much? You are saying this to God because he has become your everyday God. Hallelujah. Your everyday God. You carry him wherever you go. And lastly, let's finish chapter, jump to verse 16. The same Joshua, jump to verse 16, chapter 24. Verse 16, let me finish. The people replied, We would never abandon the Lord and save other gods. For the Lord our God is the one who rescued us and our ancestors from slavery in the land of Egypt. He performed mighty miracles before our very eyes. As we traveled through the wilderness, among our enemies, he preserved us. Ha, ha, ha. As you travel in different nations among enemies, God is preserving you. As you are traveling in different cities, God is preserving you. As you are going to work, driving or being driven, taking public transport, God is preserving you. As you are moving around, there are demons and other evil forces, but God is preserving you. Hallelujah. And then verse number 18, the last verse, he says, it was the Lord who drove out the Amorites and the other nations living here in the land. So we too will serve the Lord, for he alone is our God. Hallelujah. So the people agreed with Joshua. The people agreed. They said, listen, Joshua, we have heard you. And we want you to know that this God you are talking about, he is also going to be our God. This God whom you are preaching, he is also going to be our God. This God whom you are announcing, he is also going to be our God because we have seen him. Hallelujah. So as I am telling you about the God of every day, my everyday God, I want you to agree and say, pastor, we hear you. This God is also my everyday God. Pastor, we have heard you. He is our everyday God. In our family, he is our everyday God. For everything, everywhere we go, he is my everyday God. Let me pray. Father, I thank you and I appreciate you because you are a kind God. 
You are a sweet God. You are a caring God. You are a loving God. Father, you are indeed a darling. Oh, Lord, you are awesome. Oh, Father, you are majestic. Oh, Father, you are supreme. Oh, God, you are awesome. Oh, Father, you are indeed worthy of praise. You are worthy of honor. You are El Shaddai, yes, the mighty one. You are Elohim, the great one. You are omnipotent, the God who does. My Lika, you are God who is El Shaddai. My Father, you are everlasting. You are God from generation to generation, from time to time, season to season, race to race. My God, every moment you are God. Every hour you are God. Every day you are God. Every week you are God. Generation to generation you are God. People to people you are God. Nation to nation you are God. You deserve the praise. Thank you, Father, for your word. Lord, teach us by the Holy Spirit. How to interact with you as our everyday God. Help us how to live a life where we can show, where we can do that we have God, our everyday God. Father, do it for your son. Do it for your daughter. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. With that, I have come to the end of the teaching. And um, I, I want to keep encouraging you that he is your everyday God. Try it today. Make him your everyday God and see how your life is going to be. Make him your everyday God and see how your family is going to be. Make him your everyday God and see how it is going to be with your children. Make him your everyday God and see how it is going to be in your future. Make him your everyday God and see how it is going to be in your academics. Make him your everyday God and see how your relationships are going to be. Make him your everyday God and see the choices you are going to make. Make him your everyday God and see the peace that you are going to have in your life because he is your everyday God. Enjoy and God lift you. Shalom.